Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So, Jeremy, because we don't like to change things, I think we should start by continuing to talk about things that we've already talked about. <laughs> I mean, why why take the time to talk about new stuff when we can just talk more about old stuff? Sure. And and I feel I feel that it's somewhat necessary because you know, we've been talking about this whole uh digital key thing in ethereal terms, right? And the I kind of remember when that could have been useful and I could see how that could be useful. Uh-huh. I now have a very concrete example of yes, I am I am now 100% behind digital key okay because i and my wife uh went out of town this weekend and we got about an hour and 45 minutes away from our home i was driving the car we pulled over at a gas station i was about to go in get myself a nice beverage and i you know felt my pocket didn't fill my wallet no big deal sometimes it's in the center console felt oh, in no. the center console and i had no wallet so thus I was without my wallet for the entirety of this trip, which fortunately was, you know, we left on Friday night, came back uh, Saturday evening, but Bud, yeah, we literally I talked was, about that exact thing happening I last know, week. I know. I know. <laughs> so, uh, but you know what I did have with me? Your phone. I had my phone. I had my phone because Definitely. there was no way I was going to forget my phone. And all I could think was, gosh, I wish a lot more places accepted Apple Pay, and I yeah. wish my driver's license was on my phone, because if it did, this wouldn't be a problem at all, and I wouldn't care. Uh, right. But since, but since that's not the way the world works yet, and yes, I do know that, uh, that those wallet phone cases are a thing, and there is some part of me that sees that would be beneficial, but I don't like the little case I have on my phone, so that's, that's never going to happen. But Amen, anyway, brother. Anyway, all of that to say... I have I have now completely gone from <laughs> eh, I don't see how I could ever use it, but I'm not going to, you know, fault them for adding this to I might see a reason where I could use this to now. Yes, please give <laughs> me my key on my phone because it's only a matter of time till I forget my magic band the exact same way that I can forget my wallet, but somehow my phone will always be with me. I so. will I will say that I am pretty excited that Texas, the state in which we live, will now allow you to have your uh, car insurance ID on your phone. Di digital car insurance is, is enough for when you get pulled over. That is another step in the right direction. Now I just need the Texas Department of Public Safety to issue me a digital driver's license. I think I think you're dead on and that would be great. And and then get your and then Disney needs to give you your digital magic band basically. Where yeah. where you get all of your magic band functionality on your phone. And it wouldn't surprise me if that's if that's not somebody's plan long right. term. I I to to give a little sneak peek into uh the production of this show every Thursday I listen to the previous week's show just to, you know, see if I have any Anything that I want to follow up on or, you know, like a point that I've had time to think more about and, and maybe want to change with my point of view a little bit. Um, flip flopper. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I want to just totally flip flop, which 
It's been a while. It's been a while since we've had that criticism. We got told that a lot at the beginning. People were very unhappy with the fact that you and I could possibly talk about something one week and then a week or two later feel differently about it. We hedge a lot better now. We hedge (laughs) a lot better now. But yeah, the I think where we both sit and I think where every like everybody should sit on this is like who cares, you know? If you if you have the option, if you want to use your phone, more power to you. If you want to use a magic band, fine. Um I know that if I have a magic band on my wrist, there's a phone in my pocket uh especially if I'm in the park. So that's redundancy. Great. But it's not hurting anything. And like you said, if you forget your magic band, then you probably have your phone. If you forget your phone, hopefully you have your magic band. If you forget both, that's on you. Then, then you get to go and convince security to let you into your room. Right. So, so yeah. So basically, let's let's bring on the bring on the the keys on my phone. Uh, also, we have now heard more about the third park. Uh, remember, there was the. There's the expansion that's going to happen over at Tokyo Disney Resort. They've got all this land, and it was rumored there was the third park, Disney Sky, and OLC said, well, we haven't announced anything about that yet. Wink. Not so wink, uh, <laughs> because, because they have now come out and said there are no plans for a third park. There are plans for expansion, but a third park is not part of those plans, according to TDR Explorer. Uh, they said, we would like to create a Tokyo Disney Resort that fulfills new dreams. Currently, we are planning the park's expansion. The company said the expansion would not entail a third park. So, no Tokyo Disney Sky yet. So, Pandora and Bespin and all of those things will have to find somewhere else to go for right now. Uh, and I think that's okay. I, you know, expanding, expanding the two gates you have. That's 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 actually a good thing, right? You're getting more value for your current dollar rather than having to then spend that dollar to go to yet another park. Yeah, and so are they. I mean, honestly, to expand on an existing location has to be like far cheaper than to develop and build a completely new park. So I think I think we as guests get a better bang for our buck and they as the landowner get a better bang for their buck and so it's a it's a win-win. So especially so, in Tokyo with all the like insane theming and how big and beautiful everything is like to have to do all of that again in a brand new way that's a lot to ask. Oh my gosh! So, have you seen any of the videos of the uh, projection show on their main street? Yes. Oh, it is so awesome looking. It's amazing, and all of and all of the lights that they have on the the poles and everything. Yeah. Oh, it's wow! Gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll be sure to we'll we'll throw a link to one of those in the show notes. But you know, YouTube Tokyo Disney, uh, what main street show? Blah blah blah. I'm sure you can find plenty of instances. And then you can be really, really sad that <laughs> tickets to Tokyo, at least last time I checked, aren't exactly cheap. But if you're a UK resident, wow, I'm really impressed you're listening to our show. <laughs> but I, I have some good news for you. That whole parking fee thing may not be an issue for you. 
according to Chip and Co, they are hearing that UK residents would be excluded from the uh, from the parking fee thing. You know, the the new deal at the resorts where you have to pay thirteen dollars, nineteen dollars, or twenty four dollars a night. Uh, that could go actually until December thirty first, twenty nineteen. Now, I will say that I did check the, uh, you know, the, the official Disney page. It is not, there's nothing about that listed there yet, but maybe they think people from the UK are definitely going to need a car more than stateside visitors or something. Sure. So, that makes sense. But, but wouldn't any international visitor? That's what I was about to ask you. I, I saw, like, on my honeymoon... There was like tons of Brazilian people staying at my hotel. Yep, yep. There's there's lots of Brazilians. I mean, there's lots of uh, you know other European countries who are visiting. Um, Canadians like yeah. to come and visit Walt Disney World. You know, there's but, a lot of people coming from a pretty far away. So okay. I would think that that people from other countries, especially across the Atlantic, would need a car a lot less. Because they're definitely flying. An insane person could drive up from Brazil to go to Walt Disney World. Or drive down from Canada. But you're not going to drive your car from the UK. I promise. So, <laughs> well, like, wouldn't I mean, you can U- drive it onto a boat and off of a <laughs> boat, I guess. Wouldn't a UK person who's flying into MCO be just as likely to use uh, Magical Express as anyone? I would think so. But, you know, and, and of course, and I would agree with this because it's, it's the first thing I would come to. Chip and Co. suggested that, you know, this was uh, Disney wanting to attract guests from the United Kingdom because everything, you know, because airfare is already so expensive, they figure they'll give them a break here. Um, and, and I do, I, I completely agree. It's something to make it a little bit, you know, less... Un- I, I don't even know that the word should be more attractive. Very little. But maybe a little bit less unattractive. <laughs> well, because, so, so here's a question. To my knowledge, is, is uh, Universal Studios charging these fees? I don't know. Like, I mean, I haven't checked their resort. So maybe, maybe they already are, right? Maybe that's the, that's the thing. But, yeah, I... I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing to pick the UK and say, yeah, those guys don't have to pay fees. But at the same time, I would also guess that Disney has the kind of data on people where they've seen something that said the UK, this is likely to actually move the needle somewhat, right? Like there are, there are enough people who are actually checking into a resort who also put down a license plate right? compared to this country and this country and this country where it might it might convince a few more people to show up if we say oh no you're not going to have to pay that fee. And and as much as it is about making it to me anyway less unattractive, maybe it is a little bit more attractive. Oh, you're from the UK. Well, we have this unique benefit for you. Everybody else has to pay this fee, but we're going to give it to you for free. Hmm. Yeah. Right? And whereas whereas before if they said you get free parking, you would have said, "Yeah, and so does everybody else." Now they can say it's a benefit. <laughs> It's a bonus. So Universal does charge for resort parking. It's uh, $22 per night uh, ah! to, to self-park at luxury resorts. Um, 
Okay, so they're two dollars less than Disney. Day guests in the hotel lots pay forty five dollars for self parking. That's and then, that's not that's not a bad plan though, because I'm assuming that's probably what they charge to park at the basically what they're it sounds to me like what they're trying to do is cut off those people who are like, aha, I'm not gonna have to pay to park my car because I'm gonna park it at the hotel rather than parking it in the parking lot. Right. And then Cabana Bay charges twelve dollars for overnight and twenty for day visitors. Which is a dollar less than the thirteen dollar, eh, whatever. Yeah, everybody's charging it. I guess right. I still don't like it. But and it's more really for it's more to valet. They also offer valet, twenty nine dollars and thirty four dollars respectively. Yeah, but that's va- that's valet, right? So I I've never been surprised when valet is going to cost me money and sure. cost me more money than what I think. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of money just to have somebody park my car. But it's valet. It's just understood, I think. It's a perk. It's a, yeah, yeah. A value add, as Disney would say. Mm. <laughs> so so b- parking spots are value add now, huh? Oh, nope. I mean, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I know, no. I know that's not what you're saying. I'm saying that's what <laughs> Disney says. If they're going to charge you for it, hey, guess what? We have parking spots. I feel like you're trying to trap me in something, Brad. Nope, nope. Just saying that I think that's kind of silly. So... Anyway, uh, UK visitors, congratulations. You guys get to skip this for, I guess, another December 31st, 2019, they're saying. So at least another two years, possibly, unless, of course, this report comes to nothing, in which case uh, we never said we never said it. So, Jeremy, is there anything else in follow up? Because I don't see anything else. But that. Okay, Okay. so we can move on to to new business. Yes. And the first new business we have is the all new. Play Disney Parks app, which is a horrible name, right? Yeah, it it makes me confused about what it actually is. And I honestly, I've read this article and I still don't actually understand what it does. It turns wait time into play time, man. Yeah, so I get that. Uh, but is that like all... That it does? Yeah. Essentially, that's all that it does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it looks, and, and here's the thing, it's very early on. Essentially, Disney has announced this summer, we're coming out with this new app. It's going to be for both Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and you will be able to use it to, uh, what do they say? You will be able to access exclusive experiences at both locations through activities Oh, at both locations, Dub Rad, Disney World, Disneyland, <laughs> through activities that interact with the surrounding environment. So essentially, you've got location-aware stuff. I think, I think basically this comes down to they know people, number one, don't like waiting in line, and number two, they've noticed people play games on their phone in line, so they're like, why don't you play our games in line? Well, if that's what they want, then they need to scrap this idea okay. and instead make a total clone of heads up that ellen game you know but, where like yeah you, oh yeah yeah i played i played head. it in line with my family right everybody does that so they just need to make disney heads up and pull all of their content out of the heads up game the way that they're pulling all their content out of netflix and make their own game and that's that that would solve everything and maybe and maybe this maybe this app will include a heads up game because let's be honest Outside of Disney's making an app, it's going to have location-aware right. games. 
that you're going to be able to play. We know nothing. That's really all that we know. But it is. But it's interesting to know that Disney is seeking to enter this space. And I, okay, so when I said it's a bad name, I guess it's because you've got shop Disney parks. Now you're going to have play Disney parks. Right. My Disney experience. I just. Why isn't this a part of my Disney experience? Yeah. Like it. I feel like that should be the un, umbrella app for this kind of stuff, right? But is that app overloaded already? Uh, yeah, maybe so. It's kind of hard to use. Like, I was getting pretty good at using it uh, when I was going to Disney World every year. Like, I kind of never stopped using it because I was either at Disney, kind of like coming down from Disney or preparing to go again. And so I never stopped using it. So I was kind of able to grok all the changes they were making and stuff. But now that I haven't been in a while, I opened that app up the other day to try and look at uh, the menu of a restaurant. And it's it's a little confusing for someone who, who hasn't opened it in like a year. A little bit of a information overload yeah, at this point. I think, I think yeah. the, the whole app it is is just a little too much. Yeah, it's so a, I guess, I guess breaking... T- yeah. Breaking this off so that you have something you can quickly access just for games, it maybe isn't the worst thing. Like I said, it just it feels like the sort of thing that should go under the umbrella of the app that you're already using for your fast passes and your wait times, though. Yeah, it would. What would be really nice is if Disney would maybe. So, you know how on iOS you have a folder and you can put a bunch of different apps in that folder, name it. Like, you know, you could you could name it Disney and have all these Disney apps in there. What would be nice is if if the My Disney Experience app, the first thing it did was present you with like a grid of things. You want the Disney launcher. Yes, I do. I want to be able to say like open the My Disney Experience app and say fast pass. And then it will like take me into this bespoke fast pass interface. And then I can back out of that and do reservations or dining and take me into this like purpose-made bespoke dining interface so on and so forth like play play could be one of them shop and so you have this umbrella app but it's a launcher and that way they could put all of these things in there and it wouldn't be confusing because it would just be another destination on that front like home screen yeah, and I think I so I think part of my part of my disconnect for this and and I do agree. I think you have a very good point that MDE is getting a little bit too overloaded, so breaking some things out isn't isn't a bad idea. But shop to me made more sense when it was broken out because shop is not like my Disney experience has to do with my experience when at Disney to some extent, right? Right. Whereas I can, I am going to shop for Disney stuff all the time. If this is location aware, which is what they're saying, you know, that, that seems to be the one thing that we can both definitely get from this, from this <laughs> very light article. Uh, I'll be interested to see when more, when more information comes up, but like, it's all has to do with while you're at the parks. And I think maybe that's why my brain says this goes in my Disney experience because it's, it's specific to that, but I don't know either way, either way, they're going to have an app. It's going to give you some games and I, I would be, um, you know, like while I definitely agree that heads up is the, is the easy way to go. (laughs) And, and by the way, by the way, 
if you're looking for a game to play when you're in line, Heads Up is a great game. Not just because it's a lot of fun to play uh, if you've got a couple of people, but because you will randomly get other people in line also involved in playing this game with you. Like other people suddenly want to play. They they want to be a part of it. It's so, fun. Oh, it is. Absolutely. It's really fun. And the I think the most genius uh, feature of that game that I never would have thought to add is recording the front-facing camera. Yeah. yeah. So you can see, you get a video of your friend or family member or stranger in line looking stupid trying to get you to guess <laughs> what's on your forehead. I absolutely love that. Yeah. So so while that's a while that is definitely a lot of fun and a good suggestion, having having some things that are like specific to this attraction that you're about to go on could be really fun too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I especially for kids if you could do like say you were in line for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. If you could do some one of those like slider puzzles you know, that was uh-huh. like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or something. Uh, that would be kind of fun. What about what about if they start? What about if they take something like this? And I don't, I, I don't want anything to detract from the quality cues that we get now. Don't don't get me wrong. There, I love cues. If the cues became normal, that would be horrible to me. But what if you were able to use things like the like this app uh, to enhance? the story of the attraction that you're about to go on. Hmm. You know, like, so I, I think of something like, uh, what the tower of terror at, uh, at, uh, Tokyo has this like really big backstory having to do with this, uh, Harrison Hightower guy. Right. And I think you get a lot of that on the right. Uh, it was in Japanese. So it wasn't so easy for me to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But but at the same time, like visiting, they had the site that you could visit before you went that gave you backstory, and I feel like probably more backstory than I would have had just even even just in like whatever the pre-show area was, right? So what about if they could if they could add on like not in a way that you would need this device in order to understand what's going on, but just in a way that they can they can plus plus that story. Like if you were to go and read the Wikipedia page for an attraction or something, like you would get very ancillary uh what information about that attraction, but nothing that nothing that you would be lost without. Right, right. Like so so for example, you're in line for the Haunted Mansion and it starts telling you about how this mansion was built back in, you know, whatever, eighteen, seventeen 32 by this person and you know master whether master gracie was the one who built it or he later moves into it after this you know strange set of occurrences has happened you know those sorts of things if you didn't know them you could still go on haunted mansion and it would still be a really fun attraction but you could build up that story a little bit more for the people who wanted it right yeah i i want that app now you know what Disney, go ahead and build the play app, but also build me my app, okay? I want that. Or, <laughs> or anybody who's listening, go build that app. And I'll, and I'll throw you my $1.99. Not think, more than $1.99, because, you know, that's crazy talk. I, I don't spend that kind of money on apps. No way, man. 99 cents or die. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, at some point, the play app is coming. Um, I'm sure we're going to have more information about it. 
uh, when they actually release more information. But for now, uh, get excited if you're going to be uh, going in the summer. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Bye.